All right, good morning. Does this fit in there? It does. Amazing. Cool. Well, um, ushers, when you're done collecting the offering, if I could get a few of you, I want to pass out note cards to, ev- to everyone, one note card per person. Um, I should have been more planned in this, but I set them on the table back there by the sound booth. So if a few of the ushers could just grab those while I'm kind of doing the intro stuff, um, I'd appreciate it, because we're going to get practical today. Everyone's going to walk home uh, with a note card in hand uh, with just some stuff that's going to help you renew your mind, which is uh, the subject of today's message. Um, But yeah, so my name is Nick, and... uh, my family's been coming to this church for uh, a long time, uh, and typically they keep me in a cage when I'm up here. Uh, I'm back there, but it's nice to be out of that this morning. Um, but it, this is the first time since 2016 that, that I've had this honor, um, and so that, that's been a long time. That's, that's a while. Um, I was thinking I... I uh, I used to do this thing back in, in 2016 where I would, uh, I would go to sleep the night, in the nighttime and I'd wake up and I would sleep actually the whole night through, an entire eight hours. It was amazing. Um, I haven't done that in quite some time. Um, but yeah, so wild. Times were wild back in 2016. Um, but yeah, it, it's an honor uh, to be able to speak to you guys today. And so we're in this series. Uh, oh, the note cards are happening. Awesome. You guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. Everybody grab a note card. Um, we got pens there for you. And I'll talk about kind of what we're doing with that uh, in a minute here. We're in this series called Identity Crisis. And so it's just a little four-week series, just, just kind of a little November special for you guys. Um, But we're really getting back to a very core message of our church body, um, one that has impacted us very deeply, um, that, you know, that we are new creations. That's that's basically it. Uh, We could go home just after saying that. You know, that that is the identity message. Uh, Van kind of laid the groundwork last week. And so if you remember it, he took us back to the garden, uh, we were created in the image and likeness of God, then Adam and Eve, you know, literally took sin, ingested it in them by, by doing the one thing God had asked them not to do. Sin became part of who they were, and that was the case up until Jesus. And Jesus was the one person, uh, the one human who was able to live a sinless life, and then he, he took all that sin on him at the cross. And, uh, you know, what we also saw uh, through, through Romans 6 that Van was sharing is that he actually took, like, us with him. All, everyone who has said yes to Jesus, who is a follower of Jesus, he took us with him on the cross. And so Romans 6 says to actually consider yourselves dead to sin, so you died, you rose again with Jesus, and you're a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. You are no longer a sinner, you are a new creation. And then, you know, Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. 
So it, it, it's like something that, um, something that uh, Putty Putman said, which Van mentioned, he is a man who greatly impacted our church with this message. Um, he said, there, you know, there's basically more of God in us than us. Like, like we, are, we are consumed now by, by Jesus being in us. And that is our core identity. And, and that, is, that is what we're supposed to live out of. So the reason I kind of wanted to recap some of that is because, number one, this message never gets old. It's something that you could hear every week for the rest of your life, and it would still be life-giving. Um, but number two, it kind of segues into what I'm talking about, which is, you know, this, this message will change your life if you let it. This message will change your life if you let it, but God, what God does and he loves to do is partner with us in everything. And so that's a good deal for us because we could not do this by ourselves. God could do it by himself if he wanted to. So it's, it's him you know, extending the hand to us to partner with us to make us new creations. But what I'm gonna get into today is a lot of, of what it means for us to walk this out because we have to partner with God in this. We can't just say, all right, God saved me, that's enough, I'm good to go. No, we have to partner with him in this act of living out our, our new creation. So the main kind of question that, we need to ask right here at the start is, okay, well, well why do we still sin? And, and why does it actually seem, you know, like the best option sometimes? You know, like why do we actually want to do it sometimes? Um, and Van got into this a little bit as well. Um, but, but basically, he, he went back to how Adam and Eve, they were righteous. They were righteous in the garden. They had a, you know, they, they weren't just a new creation. They were creation. Like that was how they were created. They, they had the image and likeness of God. And yet we saw that the serpent got up in there and started whispering to him and put some lies, put some seeds of, of doubt and lies uh, in there. And they, through that, the desire to sin welled up within them and then they end up sinning. And so the, the same thing happens to us. That, that's how we might be led to sin. We are a new creation, but we could still be tempted and deceived into certain mindsets that lead us to choosing sin. We also might have kind of leftover remnant mindsets from before we were following Jesus because that's just how the brain works, that's just in our brain. I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but, you know, some truths require us to really know and believe them to impact our lives. Now, not all truths are like this, uh, so take gravity. You know, whether you know about that or not, it affects your life. Nobody's outside of that. You don't have to know it, it just is. You're sitting on your chairs right now. Awesome, gravity's working still. Other truths, you have to know and believe them for it to impact your life. And so 
you know, a quick example of this would be any one of you right now could have had a million dollars transferred to your bank account just right now while you're sitting. Wouldn't that be awesome? Any one of you. Um, now, if you don't know that, it doesn't affect your life. I feel like some people are like pulling out, checking their balance right now. Just, just, just check. No. Um, if, you don't, if, if you don't know that that money is in your account, it will not affect your life. It will not affect how you live. That's something that you actually have to know and believe. Yes, this money is in my account for it to impact you know, your giving and your spending and, and, and all of that. And um, just a quick aside, this, uh, uh, not a million dollars, but a version of this happened, actually, this was when I was out uh, at BSSM at Bethel Church. I checked my account balance one time and uh, $60,000 had been transferred to my account. Um, do you guys remember this, mom and dad? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I called them first, and of course I'm thinking like, it's a miracle, thank you God, like, thank you Lord, I knew the supernatural was real. Um, and call mom and dad, Did, are you guys, like what are you doing, are you moving some money around? They're like, no, we, we, we don't know. Um, and so uh, the, the long story short is it, it was an accident. Somebody accidentally transferred the money. Um, so, you know, by the way, double check account numbers if you're transferring that much money. Um, because so it just, it got withdrawn like a day later. Um, so it was like a couple days of living on that, uh, you know, just like maybe I can repay my student loans. Um, but... But yeah, so that kind, of, that kind of information does not actually affect your life unless you know about it. And so for what we're talking about today, this whole new creation self that we have, you're still going to be acting like an old creation if you're not walking this out, if, if you're not believing that you are a new creation, because like I just discussed, the mindsets can keep you in old habits. And so that's why it's so important that, that we embrace this. Um, another quick example, uh, when we, we think of Israel coming out of Egypt, um, they, you know, they were slaves for 400 years in Egypt. God liberated them miraculously. It was an amazing story. They're on their way to the promised land, which is like their destiny, like it's amazing that, that they're, they're pumped for that. But at some point in the wilderness, it, it was, you know, times were a little rough out there and, and they were actually saying, you know what? I kind of wish I was back in Egypt. You know, like at, at least we had food there. At, at least we had three meals a day there is kind of their rationale. Um, so this is literally people that, that they were enslaved in Egypt doing manual labor, you know, with taskmasters just on them all the time. And because they still had that mindset, even after they were liberated, they, they wanted to go back. And so it's like, you know, kind of a cliche, kind of preacher thing to say, but, but they got Israel out of Egypt, but they didn't get the Egypt out of Israel it was still in them. And so, all right. And so, you know, 
this is something where we, we have to change the inner world because our inner world is inevitably going to manifest in our outer world. That, that's just how it works. We're, we're creators. We are made in the image of a creator, and so we're naturally creators. And so when, when we speak, things are created in the atmosphere, you know, that, and that's, that's a big part of what prophecy is, and we love that here. Um, when, when, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see this at Thanksgiving dinner, what kind of worlds are being created by the people around that table based on the words that they're speaking out? Uh, you know, you get to see a lot of inner worlds there when you, you, when you gather around with family, you know, that you haven't seen in a while. You get to see the inner worlds becoming an outer world. And so embracing this new creation mindset and walking it out and renewing our minds is, is absolutely essential. It's essential. We must renew our minds. Um, so let's, uh, you know, the flagship verse, at least for me, when I hear the phrase renewing your mind, I always think of Romans 12 too. Um, could we throw that up there? Romans 12 too says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Yeah, wouldn't it be awesome to always know the will of God, like to, to, to feel like you were walking in step with the will of God in every area of your life? Wouldn't that be liberating to, to yeah, as we live our lives, just to know, you know, just like Jesus said, I only, I only do what I see the Father doing. You know, he was only speaking the words of the Father. And as we renew our minds, we bring more of that reality into our current reality where we're walking in step with the will of God. Paul, um, the author of this book, is making a pretty clear uh, dichotomy, that's a fun word, uh, where it's like two things, very clear two things. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So two clearly separate paths we can take. And it's, it's, it's awesome that he's really saying, you know, there is transformation that can still happen. Okay, we get saved, we're a new creation, but there's clearly transformation that can still happen happen. There's clearly renewing of the mind that can still happen, and we want it to happen, right? Un unless anyone in here feels like, I've arrived, you know, I'm there. Um, I certainly don't feel that way. There is transformation that can still happen, and that's what we're called to walk out here um, when he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, Bill Johnson, I've heard him say, he describes the renewed mind like the banks of a river. And so it's, it's, it's kind of like the, the boundaries, the, the, and this is a good thing, the, the boundaries of, of like, again, the will of God. It's the banks of the river. And so if we're trying to navigate this river, as we're trying to walk through life in step with God, the more we renew our mind, the clearer that river is to us. And it's, it's, it's a lot easier to step out in faith when we know those bounds of the river. When, again, when we know, okay, this is what God's doing. I'm stepping out in faith right here. 
the more we renew our minds, the more we can just walk in step with that. Um, <clears throat> let's throw up the next verse. Let's see what else Paul has to say. Um, and he's, uh, basically all the verses I have are from Paul. He's, uh, he wrote a lot of the New Testament, so it's good stuff. Um, Ephesians 4, to 24. You were taught with regard to the former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Okay, so we have a little more kind of clarity of what's happening in here. He's actually describing it as taking something off, putting something else on. And so it's, it's a very clear like, hey, you are involved in this. Hey, you put off your old self. And we see it's being corrupted by its deceitful desires. That's, again, what leads us into sin. It's that deceit. It's the enemy, the temptation. And it wells up that desire. And do you notice that anytime Satan tempts us, it's always, it's always a shortcutted version of something that we actually already have uh, claim to through Jesus. But he's, Satan's trying to get us to go the, the shortcut, short circuit that, and, and, and take it for ourselves. And so that's exactly what happened with Adam and Eve. They were made in the image and likeness of God. They were already like God. How did Satan tempt them? Hey, did you know, if you eat that fruit, you'll become like God. He's trying to get them to like take it their own way, something that they actually already had through their relationship with God, through their identity. He tried this to Jesus as well. When Jesus was uh, out in the desert being tempted and, and he was fasting uh, for 40 days, Satan comes up and he's like, hey, Jesus, if you just bow down to me, I'll give you like authority over all this. And that was, that was a, a rightful thing because Satan did have authority at that, at that time because Adam and Eve gave over the authority. Um, so Satan was offering it back, a shortcut. Hey, Jesus, you don't have to go to the cross and do all that suffering. Why don't you just worship me? and then I'll give you this authority. So Jesus had the chance to short circuit the will of God, and he chose not to. Thank you, Jesus, for choosing not to. And so anytime we're facing temptation, it's something like this. You know, it's like, hey, it's, it's hard to, to work and save money and, and save up for this thing. Why don't, why don't you just take that person's? fill in the blank. Why don't you just cheat on your taxes? And, and that'll give you, free up some money uh, so you can do that thing. You know, it's, it's like, hey, relationships are hard and they're messy. Gosh, why don't you just have an affair? Why don't you just use pornography? It's a short circuiting. All temptation is, is something that you actually already have, you have claimed to through Jesus, he's provided a way, but 
Satan will come along with a way that just seems a little bit easier. Just like, oh, why don't you just do that? And you just gotta, just gotta punch him sometimes. Um, but we'll talk about how to do that uh, with your note card. Uh, <clears throat> give him a paper cut. No. Um, <clears throat> so this was Jesus's message when he said, repent for the kingdom is here. Okay, Jesus was not just saying like, hey everyone, feel really bad for the things that you're doing right now. Just heap some shame on yourselves for the things you're doing. When he said repent, he was literally using the word that's like change your thinking. No, turn, change, change that mindset. I have a better way, I have a new way, it's my way, let's do this. Jesus was calling us into this. He, he was calling his followers into that. It's the same message. Renew your mind. But we have to walk it out. Romans 8.13 says, If you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. The first thing I thought was interesting about this verse is that, you know, we, we, already, we already talked about the fact that we need to die to then be resurrected with Jesus. We need to die to ourselves. And so now he's saying, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. And so we're basically in a choose your death scenario. Choose your death. Which death do you want? It's gonna be one of the others. You're either gonna live by your flesh and die apart from God, and that's not gonna be pretty, or you're gonna die to yourself and then actually get resurrected up and get given a new life, a new creation. And we get to, we get to choose. We get to choose which, which death. Um, this is something uh, I recently, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, counseling. I think uh, counseling is a good thing. Um, and I was, I, uh, my, I was in a counseling session. My counselor, uh, we were processing through, uh, yeah, just, it basically, a lot of it comes down to this mind renewal. Okay, let, let's, let's process through uh, these old mindsets that are kind of holding me back in certain areas. And, you know, what he said uh, was, was pretty profound where he said, you know, when we let these old mindsets die, when we let them die, it's basically like we're letting go of that warped version anyways, the thing that Satan was trying to tempt us with, that, that short that shortcut, we're letting that go. And then God always comes back in his faithfulness and gives us the actual better version because we're, we're, we're resurrected with him. And so like, we don't need to be afraid of this process or anything. We don't need to feel like, oh, that, that sounds uncomfortable, dying to myself. Well, it is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful. It's amazing. Death is always gonna be uncomfortable either of these routes that you choose. But you could either choose the one that leads to finality of death, or you could choose the one where you get the awesome upgrade through Jesus. <clears throat> so, which one do you wanna choose? No. Um, let's, uh, yeah, let's choose the Jesus route. How do we do this? All right, 
This is where uh, our, our note cards are, are gonna come into play. So I have a little two-step, little two-step process for us. Try, try to make it simple. Um, and what I want you guys to do through the rest of this service, and this is optional, of course, you don't have to do this, but highly recommend it. I want you to write down some basically identity declarations, maybe like two to four of them um, on one side of the note card. And so these are things that you want to keep renewing your mind with, things that you're having a hard time believing right now. Now, God already believes this about you. He's already, he's already done that. If you're in Christ, you're a new creation. He's already done that too. But now the, the, the issue is, do you believe it? And so if you're thinking, okay, what do I write? What do I write? Well, a place to start is like, what do you struggle believing about yourself? What are the negative things that you believe about yourself? And then what do you think God believes about you instead? Anything from the Bible is fair game, you know, and anything that I've already talked about, I'm a new creation. That could be one of them. I'm dead to sin. That could be one of them. I've been crucified with Christ, resurrected, and now it's Jesus who lives in me. That can be one of them. I want you to write a few of these declarations just for you, the personal ones that apply to you, because part of this process is going to be you actually have to get these in front of your face and say them and keep that process of mind renewal going. That's part of this. That's part of the practical part of this. And so that's going to be the one side. The opposite side of the note card, um, well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Here's my two-step process. Step one, choose your source. Choose your source. Okay, so we're, we're in partnership with the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who is doing this in you, but we need to partner with him. Now, everyone in this room and everyone on the planet is renewing their minds in some way. It's happening. Every, every single person is renewing their minds every day with something, but it ain't always Jesus. And so we need to, we need to renew our minds with Jesus. We need to choose our source and then we need to abide in our source. So that's the part where we just get in his presence, get in his word, just hear what he is saying over you. Get around friends who will prophesy over you. Take Sopham in two years when it's offered again. Uh, take, uh, you know, take uh, Cincinnati School Supernatural Ministry. Get around people who are gonna speak this identity over you and get in the presence of Jesus and surrender. This is the part where we just give up and say, okay, I'm gonna believe what you say about me, God. I'm gonna drop all these other false identities that I've been carrying around with me, weighing me down. I'm gonna believe what you say about me. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. It's a good song. <clears throat> yeah. I am chosen. Come on. Not forsaken. That's a good one. Write it down. Um, 
Peter gave us a nice little example of, of, of this, of choosing our source. Um, gotta love Peter. He gave us a lot, a lot of, uh, of just nice examples uh, that make us feel good about ourselves in, in the Bible. And um, in Mark 8, this won't be up there, um, but kind of just a quick little story. Uh, Jesus was walking with his disciples uh, just kind of, you know, the chit-chat. Uh, he's like, I'm going to die, be resurrected, just kind of normal stuff you talk about on a walk. Um, Peter brings him aside and begins to rebuke him, rebuke Jesus. Um, yeah, that, he did that. Uh, and um, Jesus kind of counter-rebukes him. It's funny. Uh, he just... I'll, I'll see you and raise you one rebuke. Um, and he says, get behind me. And then what does he say? Young man, young chap, my sir, my good sir. No, he says, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. And then what he says is, because you are thinking more like the ways of man than the ways of God. And so here's this dichotomy again. It's Jesus saying, hey, you're wrapped up in the ways of the world, the flesh. You're wrapped up in the ways of man instead of the ways of God. And so he was saying, Peter, renew your mind, man. This is gonna happen. This is, this is part of the plan and it's gonna happen. So we need to spend more time taking our cues from Holy Spirit than from the world. And that's gonna take intentionality. That's gonna take Intentionality, that's, that's why we have the note cards. Um, there is a uh, kind of a universal law um, called entropy. Um, anyone heard of entropy? Uh, good little science term for us. Uh, it's basically the fact that things naturally get more disorganized. Chaos is the normal way of things. It's why... Uh, when, you know, when you're going somewhere and you pack your phone charger, you never arrive and say, wow, this is more organized than the way I packed it. That never happens. It's always tangled up in, in you know, and just, it's always tangled up uh, without a doubt. That is entropy. Things go into chaos. It's why if, if you're hiking and you see a stack of rocks, like five rocks on top of each other, you never think to yourself, wow, what are the chances that those rocks fell like that randomly? We just know, okay, a human was here. They made that little rock stack to be cool, maybe take a picture, whatever, um, to say, I was here. We know that nature naturally uh, just goes into chaos, all right? If you don't take care of your house, it's gonna crumble. If you don't take care of your yard, it's gonna get overgrown. This is the natural way of things. And so, so it is with our lives if we are just living in the world not connected to our source. Yeah. We will fall into drift. We will drift. There's no coasting. We don't just stay at the same level. You're either drifting or you're getting closer to God with your mind being more renewed. And we get to choose. Philippians 4.8 says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 
This is choosing your source. What are you dwelling on? What, what are the things that you are renewing your mind with? Are you renewing your mind with the news cycle or things that are noble, pure, lovely, admirable? This is where we get to choose. We get to choose what we put in front of us. Step one, choose your source. Step two, walk the way. Walk the way. That is my way of saying we have to walk this out. We have to take actions. We have to work on this and allow the work of Christ to to take root in our minds. We have to allow the work of God to transform us. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So we're taking thoughts captive. We are taking these thoughts prisoners and, you know, science is catching up to, to the Bible, it, it does that sometimes. Uh, you know, something we read in scripture and then we find out like, oh, here's this like study that kind of confirms this thing. Um, and I, I love thinking about the brain. I love talking about the brain. Um, and one thing about the brain is that it's kind of like a highway system or a system of roads and, and streets. There's neurons, they're traveling. Uh, they're, you know, they're going all throughout. Every thought you have is a physical neural sequence up in there. Do, 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 do. They're going all, you know, millions, billions. Um, it's amazing. God is an amazing creator. That is our brain. Now, the amazing thing is, these change throughout our whole lives. We never stop doing our own brain surgery, basically. It's not like, well, I'm you know, 32 now, my brain's pretty much developed and I'm set in the ways. No, you're always changing your brain. And so mind renewal is always possible, no matter how old or young you are. Now, uh, one thing about how thoughts work and how, uh, how they travel through your brain is they take the quickest route, they take the easiest route places. And that's, that just makes sense, okay? That, that doesn't surprise us too much. You know, if you, if you were, you know, going from here to, let's say, like, Westchester, um, what's, what's a road you might take? Anyone? 275? Yeah, yeah. Um, over to 75, you know, get off at Westchester, do your thing. Um, you know what you would not do is you would not get on 275 West and go through Indiana, into Kentucky, down by the airport, over to Eastgate, Milford, Loveland. Oh, now I made it to Westchester. Nobody would do that, okay? Maybe your student driver might, trying to get your hours. But that does not make sense because we want to go the quickest way. And your brain wants to as well. So if you have a highway in your brain that says, I'm a loser, your brain is going to take that every time. And, you know, someone doesn't text you back. I'm a loser. That's why that happened. You know, uh, someone just gives you like a weird look. That's probably because I'm a loser. 
That's, that's what it looks like when a highway is in your brain for a thought. And, you know, some of you can kind of get to, I am righteous, I'm a new creation. But it feels like you've got to take all these back roads and stop signs and speed traps. And it's like it takes a while to get there and to really feel it. The process of mind renewal is like creating highways in your brain for the truth that God already believes about you to, to take root in there so that you can just hop on the highway and get to that instantly. I actually, uh, I actually looked this up last night. We live in North College Hill. There's, there's a Chick-fil-A right there on Corrin Avenue. It takes about 10 minutes for us to get there. 15 if there's traffic, um, 20 if you know, schools are out or whatever. Um, if we had a highway between our house and Chick-fil-A, it would take under two minutes to get there. Wouldn't it be amazing? And I mean, you spend about two minutes in the drive-through there as well, two minutes back. We're talking six minutes from when I'm craving Chick-fil-A, I'm eating it back in my house. That's the power of a highway, okay? That's when we get a direct highway. Now, I've, yeah, I'd feel a little bad for all the houses that would have to be destroyed for that to happen. But if you really weigh both things, no. Um, that is the power of a highway. So we're creating highways in our brains. You've got your note card. Maybe you've jotted a couple down so far. Maybe you're gonna you know, keep thinking about it. As you say these over and over and over, as you get this into your brain, you're creating a highway because what we travel, what we, the roads that we travel more become bigger and become stronger, okay? That's like when they built the interstate system. Where did they build the interstates? The places that got the most traffic for the big cities. So when there's more traffic, it welcomes in a bigger road, and that's how your brain works too. So when you, when you go down this road over and over, it welcomes that, those, those ruts in your brain to be stronger and to actually, the, the ones that are not traveled anymore get weaker. That's the beauty of it. So the whole I'm a loser thing, stop saying that over yourself. The more you stop saying it, the more that road gets you know, closed down because they're like, well, nobody's using this road anymore. I'm gonna close it down. It's no use you know, upkeeping it. We get to choose this. When we're taking thoughts captive, sometimes what that looks like is more so changing our focus to these better, higher level thoughts. More than getting down and wrestling with the bad, negative thought, okay? So that's another thing about, about the, the way the brain works, which is, which is wild and amazing and, and incredibly frustrating at times. The more, uh, the more attention you give to anything in your brain will grow. Highway, highway will grow. So if you spend all your time, you know, let's keep going on with this whole I'm a loser thing. If, if you're just like, uh, you know, like I'm a loser. Oh, I thought it again, dang it. Oh man, I don't wanna be a loser. If you're, if you're just like spending all your time camping out there, you're still gonna be thinking more about it. 
okay? Any attention given to something positive or negative will increase its presence in your brain. It's a weird thing, it's how the brain works. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like the irony on social media if you're one of those persons, uh, people uh, that, uh, you know, gets up in that comment section, no, 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 I disagree. Um, the, the more you do that, that post is actually being boosted because of your comment. I don't know if you guys knew that, but you know, Facebook's, you know, their robots or whatever are like, oh, that's getting lots of comments. Let's keep pushing that out to people. And you're trying to be like, no. It's because you're giving attention to it and it's actually growing in importance. Same thing with your brain. If you're giving attention to all these negative thoughts, uh, everything seems whispering to you, that's just growing in importance and it's gonna be harder to shake. So instead, we focus on these declarations. We focus on, I'm a new creation and God thinks I am amazing. I, I have the identity of Christ, you know? Grab any of the fruits of the spirit, you know? I'm a joyful person. I'm a person of peace. I'm a thankful person. Grab anything like that. Grab anything from, excuse me, the Psalms. You know, God leads me by still waters. I'm a person who camps out by the still waters. I've been fearfully and wonderfully made. Grab anything like that and just keep on declaring it over your life. <clears throat> can't, uh, you know, can't talk about this topic without giving a shout out to another guy, Steve Backlin, who has radically impacted me personally and this uh, church here. Um, Igniting Hope is, is his ministry, him and his wife's ministry. Um, if you Google that and go to their website, they've got a ton of, of declarations that are biblically based, and it'll actually have like the parentheses. This is uh, where it is in the Bible. Um, so grab some declarations, and now this is where we get to the opposite side of the note card. What I want to challenge everyone to do is to actually write when you are gonna work on this, when you are gonna renew your mind. What works for you? Are you a morning person? 6 a.m., baby, I'm gonna be declaring truth. Or, uh, you know, our uh, lunchtime, is that best for you? 12 p.m. every day, I'm gonna be hitting this. Is it in the evening after you get the kids down? Write when you are actually going to work on this. And then one further, write who you're gonna tell about this. Could be the person sitting right next to you. But if you're here alone, I, in, I invite you to tell somebody about this for accountability. I told you we were getting practical today. Gotta make this stick. <clears throat> Might be another seven years before I'm up here. So uh, <laughs> write this down and tell somebody what you're gonna be doing tomorrow at Fill in the blank, a clock, all right? Set a reminder on your phone for this. I'm supposed to end at 11, right? 
choose your source, walk the way. Choose your source, abide, surrender, get in his presence, get in his word, and walk the way. Speak these things over your life. Speak it over your family. This will change your life if you let it. This message will change your life if you let it. I, just, I don't want people to walk out of here and just feel like, that was kind of cool. That was fun. That was a good, good little time in church, but not actually have it take root in your life and grow into something. Because this, this will change your life if you let it. This is good news. This whole identity message is good news. It's the gospel. It's good news this morning. And if you don't, if, you, if you've been sitting here this whole time and you're like, well, I actually like don't know Jesus and so does, does this apply to me? Well, it can. This is an open invitation. Anyone can join. You can say yes to Jesus this morning and join this. We'll have prayer teams up here. Um, yeah, anyone, welcome to, to, to come up. Um, what this means, and this is kind of where I'll end, there's, you know, there's, there's sort of three ways uh, that we kind of express our humanity in this context, our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions, okay? And this is what, you know, we do a lot with in counseling, thoughts, feelings, actions. And what this identity message means is that you are not your thoughts. Somebody needs to hear that. You are not your thoughts. Person who has been struggling with intrusive thoughts and feels like they can't escape them. You are not your thoughts. Person who can't stop thinking about their addiction and, and how they're gonna get their next hit. Did you hear the good news? You are not your thoughts. And feelings, you are not your feelings. Person who's been struggling with depression, maybe for months, maybe for years, you are not your feelings. It's not your core identity. It's important, it needs to be addressed, but, but that does not define you. Person struggling with anxiety, where it feels <laughs> where it feels so debilitating that you're scared to be alone and, and even scared to get in the car and drive 20 minutes away. You are not your feelings. <laughs> Ask me how I know about that one. <laughs> your actions. Person who maybe just blew up at their spouse this morning. You are not your actions. 
person who feels like they keep going back to this habit that they, they just can't get rid of in their life. You are not your actions this morning. You are a new creation if you are in Christ. And that's this message. But we gotta partner with it. We have to partner, it's true, but we have to partner, we have to grab hold of it, and we have to walk it out in our daily lives for this to actually impact who we are and how we live. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we all stand and I'll uh, just pray for you. And if something was on your heart, this message, and you just want more prayer for it, we'll have teams up here. Jesus, please guide us in this process. Guide us in this process of mind renewal. I just pray for extra grace. Father, when Satan comes and offers us a shortcut, Lord, I pray that you just give us uh, the power to say no to that and to focus on who we truly are in you, Jesus. And I pray that you would just give everyone in here an upgrade of their identity just speak over them right now, God, who they are, who you see them are. I just feel like as we're, uh, you know, if you could just picture Jesus in your mind, whatever he, he looks like to you, just picture him in your mind. And I feel like he just has a gift, like a wrapped gift or a gift bag or something to give to each of you. Just picture him just with a smile on his face, giving that to you and then open it up, see what's inside and say, okay, Jesus, why did you give this to me? What, what, what does this mean? What do you wanna to speak to me about my identity by giving me this gift? And just listen to him. Just hear what he has to say for you. Son or daughter, see, just see what he has to say for you. Jesus. We want to partner with you. We want this to actually take root in our lives. We don't want to just go back to just living the way the world lives. We want, we want, to, we want to stay in the spirit and, and let you guide us, God. So please, as we walk out of here today, help us renew our minds, God. We know it's you doing the work. We want to partner with that, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen.